0: in a time when getting information is the easiest it has ever been it is also the hardest it's ever been because we just don't want information we want actionable information on today's show part two of mindset to freedom so buckle up because here we go you're listening to pull up and thrive and this is your host Stephen Caps. Yes. Welcome back. Another super exciting episode of Pull Up and Thrive. And yes, this is something very, very different. And if you have not listened to the previous episode, you need to go back and listen to Mindset to Freedom Part 1. And this is Mindset to Freedom Part 2. And I'm going to ask you something. I rarely ever ask you to do anything for me And I'm thankful that you are here episode after episode. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for reviewing. Thank you for sharing on your social. For those who have not written us a review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen, please take the time to write a review. That really helps us in other rankings on the different platforms. So if you could do that, I would really, really appreciate it. And number two, if you are able to share this episode with someone that you think that could use the information, or even if you don't know of anyone, share it on your social platforms. Okay, here we are. Part two of the Mindset to Freedom. And yes, if you have not listened to episode 62, go back and listen to that one first because I'm doing a series of How to Have a Winning Mindset which I entitle Mindset to Freedom. And this is part two, so I'm going to dive right in. And as I said in the opening, in a time where information is the easiest it has ever been, you just say, hey Siri, where am I at? What is my address? Hey Siri, what is the capital of Vermont or whatever? And as I am saying this, my phone is going crazy and Siri is saying, Siri is saying, Yes, I'm listening. But information is easy, but actionable information is super hard. So let me give you the definition of where I am coming from. Actionable. Something specific that is able to be acted on. All right? Something specific that is able to be acted on. And then information, knowledge gained through study, communication, research, instruction, etc. This podcast is information. I really, really try not to just give information. I want to give actionable information. And what you need is to get some AI. And you need to get some AI or some actionable information from an expert. And an expert is someone who has successfully done what you want to do. Not someone who hasn't done anything since Nixon, okay? Find the person that you want to be like whenever you grow up and do what they do, okay? Whenever my wife Lisa passed away, I had a few problems. Outside of the fact that we had no health insurance, no life insurance, and no savings, but worst of all, no Instagram. Yes, I know. How in the world did we live but I did have MySpace back then, and to be honest, I knew more about MySpace than what I did about what Lisa did in the business. In fact, back then we didn't even know what a selfie was. What selfie? <laughs> but I didn't know the passwords. I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know the credit card information. I didn't know what payroll taxes were. This one day I will never forget. I had a friend of mine stop by my office and. He was like, man, I paid those a payroll taxes today, but you know what I'm talking about. I had no idea what he was talking about. I just thought to myself, huh, I guess that we don't have to pay those. So we were a small metal fabrication uh, business that Lisa's dad had given us out of the company. Pretty cool, huh? Well, what it amounted to was, was we got a forklift, a welding machine, and a business that didn't make any money. Sweet. <laughs> but my wife, Lisa, ran the office and the books, and I ran the shop. It sounds great, but it was a problem. Why? Because if something was to ever happen to her, and it did, I did not have the information I needed to make this a success, like passwords, email addresses, and forget systems or processes What the heck is that? I had no idea. Then after she passed away, I made the same mistakes that I see a lot of business owners make. They hired the wrong people, which I hired the wrong people, not just once or twice, but over and over and over and over again. How many is that? I don't know. A lot. Now I work with business owners all the time and I hear, I hired Bernie four a- accounts payable, and Bernie made off with all of my money. And I hired Karen, and she's supposed to handle the complaint department, not give them. So we hire the wrong people, and then here we go. Nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to show up. You uh, can't trust anybody. Everybody complains. They're, they're not thankful, and over and over and over. Well, I say we need to find the fool that is hiring these people and let them go. Well, you are looking at the fool right here. So if you are having people problems in your organization, who is hiring these crazy people? And then another mistake that I made was that I believe that hard work was enough. All right. You just have to work harder. You're not making enough money. We have to work harder. We work harder, longer, and before we know it, we are working all the time and we are making less money. So hard work is important. Work ethic is important, but it'll only get you so far. So in so in between Lisa passing away and then hiring a string of the wrong people, her role was not being taken care of. And in a small business, it only takes like two two seconds to you get your butt in a sling. And I'll get to more of that in just a minute. But what I needed was actionable information, a step-by-step plan, not a bunch of fluff. You got to buy low and sell high, son. Quitters never win and winners never quit. You need to work hard. I was already working hard. I was already working like seven days a week, long hours and paying myself nothing. What I needed was actionable information, specific action steps, okay? But fortunately for us, we had one large customer that we were frantically trying to fulfill their purchase orders so we could get out of this mess. In the meantime, so my wife passes away, then I am trying not to go out of business, and I am in the middle, which I did not know this then, but I was in the middle of adapting this mindset of actionable information, all right? You can apply this mindset to your business or to your personal life. So my wife passes away and now all of my friends are telling me that they thought that I was, I was gonna get married again pretty soon. I was like, I don't know, I, I could be single for 10 years or I may never get married again. I had never been in this uh, situation before. So, So I didn't know how to act. I didn't know how to react. Then I had a few friends trying to set me up with their friends who had a good personality. And then I had another friend trying to set me up with their friend. And this gal had a far away look. You know, the farther away you get, the better she looks. I did not want to be set up. Because whenever you lose someone... Whenever you lose someone close, they die one time. But those that remain and those who were close to them, they die a thousand deaths on the inside. And that is exactly where I was at. So I understand losing a spouse and not wanting to remarry. Because how in the world could I love someone else like I did her? I get it. But this is not about replacing. We are not trying to replace anybody. This is about enlargement. And so if so, if I get married again, what does that say about my marriage that I had? What does that say about me? It says that you're human. And everyone deserves to live again. Everyone deserves to love again. But the hardest part for me in this season was that life goes on. Life goes on. It it is like you're broken down on the side of the road and traffic just keeps on passing by. Nobody is stopping to help. No one is calling to check on you. So I was a married guy with married friends. And now I'm a single guy on the side of the road alone. And then I'm thinking, huh, Sarah from the church is single. I mean, I'm single. She's single. I mean, it is a match made in heaven. Uh, Maybe we could uh, get together and do something. Now, mind you, the only thing that I knew about Sarah was that um, she's a wicked softball player on the church softball team, and she's not married. That's about all that I knew. (laughs) So I, I got up the courage, and I looked up her home number, a landline, yes, back in the day, in the church a directory. So mind you, we we had never talked outside of like passing each other in the hall at church and like, hey, what's up? And like, that's it. So I got up the nerve to call her. Now, listen to this. Everything that I'm doing is actionable information. I am acting on stuff. Okay. This is super, super important. Now at the time, I, I was not like, I need to get some actionable information. What is an action step that I can take to um, further my life and a career? No, I was, I was just trying not to go out of business. I was just trying to survive in life. My wife died. We were like, I am trying not to go out of business. And the hurt and pain of the loss and, you know, life goes on. So I call Sarah and I get the, after the beep, leave a message. Beep. Uh, hey, Sarah, it's um Steve Caps from church. I was just wondering if maybe you would like to, you know, possibly uh, do something sometime. I know, uh, you know, uh, no pressure. Um, you know, I'm not beep. Oh, my goodness. Stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> then much to my disbelief, she calls me back. I was like in shock. Totally shocked. But then she tells me that, yeah, I would love to get together, but I'm going out of town on a women's kayak trip down the Buffalo River. It it is a very remote area. Uh, There is no cell service, so I probably can't call. And definitely don't call me. I will call you. So I'll be gone a week, maybe longer. (laughs) I was like, this is all very suspicious, it, it is it is getting deep in here. I might need a kayak of my own. About three or four days later, I get a call on my cell phone, on my flip phone, and it was a friend of mine calling me, okay? But this friend was on this river trip. So I answer the phone, and they say, I have someone here that wants to talk to you, and it was Sarah. We talk for like a 15 minutes. Then a few days later, she calls me again from the river. We set up a date for the day that she gets back from this trip. So I show up at the house. I knock on the door. I have flowers. That is what you do. You bring the lady flowers. And she takes the flowers. She, she walks into the kitchen. And I follow her. And then she drops the flowers in a vase of water, plastic and all. And uh, turns around and says, Let's go. I was in her uh, pathway, and so it was like, do we shake? Do we hug? Do we high-five? It was just a very uncomfortable, awkward few seconds. But then it happened. We hugged. We kissed. And I thought, that must have been one heck of a voicemail that I left. But then we cried, and we hugged some more for a really long time. And we both knew, this is it. This was a moment that I will never forget. This changed everything. This was a defining moment. A man who was dead inside, Sarah made me alive again. Love, loss, redemption, click. Three months later, after our first date, we both say, I do. Yes, I know. Hey, I'm a spontaneous guy. But when you know, you know. And we decided to honeymoon in Maine, a New York City, and a Washington, Washington, D.C. So right before the wedding, I was trying to wrap up several several jobs, like a half a dozen jobs. But for whatever reason, I could not get them wrapped up so I could get paid. So let's just say I was in a very precarious financial position. Some may say crashing and burning, uh, some may say near financial ruin, but I will say, let's just say precarious. So what does a business owner do whenever they find themselves in trouble? They leave town. So we flew into Portland, Maine, had a hotel right on the beach, rented a car, drove down the coast through New England in the fall. It was amazing. And we make it to New York City. I catch a Broadway show. We eat a hot dog from a a street vendor. And then I get two phone calls. One was from one of my employees saying his payroll check just bounced. And the other was from my secretary saying that our largest customer just canceled a $30,000 purchase order. Remember the whole butt in a sling thing? Yeah, I know. But this little boy from Arizona... $30,000 is a bunch of cactus. So here we are, newly married, on our honeymoon. This was supposed to be the beginning of our new life. Sarah was going to quit her job whenever we got back. And now I'm thinking, who is going to tell her that she's not? And whoever that is, ask them not to kill me. So here we are on our honeymoon, and, and we are crashing and burning. Crashing is not good, but now we are on fire. Fire is very bad. And then I hear it. Click. This will be either a defining moment or a refining moment. It was mine to choose. Remember the failure? You do something and you fail, and then there's a snapshot. Click. Click. And then you say, I'm a failure. You did something and you failed at something. You are not a failure. And remember, we have to let those things go. And if you remember from the previous episode, yeah, I am not going to sing again. We have to let things go. Our mistakes, failures, doing stupid stuff is all part of life. So the next move that we make is the hardest. All right, here I am in a negative position everyone who has been in a negative position we all have to make the same we have to make the same step we all have to decide we have to decide are we going to stay where we are or are we going to get actionable information and move forward are we going to get that information that that we can act on are we going to get that step-by-step plan and you may not find a step-by-step plan on google You may not find it from your friends. You just may have to sit down and make a plan. So we tried to do that. Honestly, we had no idea where to begin. Now, as of today, with bonus episodes, we have close to 70 episodes of Pull Up and Thrive. I have got a master's degree in business because of all of the mistakes that I have made and and I have learned from. You learn from your mistakes. Cash in on the value of that mistake when while you can. Okay? This was the beginning. I did not have even a fraction of the knowledge or the information that I have now. So I knew nothing. And that may be you right now. You know nothing about nothing. But it all starts with one simple step. Every journey. Every success, every mountaintop, it did not start on the mountaintop. It it started in the valley by making one conscious step. So here I am in the valley, in the valley of decision. I had lost my wife to cancer. We have lost our largest customer. I am newly married and headed on a fast track to financial ruin and that's not the best thing for a new marriage. Let me just uh, say that out loud. <laughs> lots of resentment. Lots of this is not fair. Sarah had her act together and then she marries me. So you have to understand we were in a bad situation. All of our vendors had cut us off. Credit cards maxed out. Personal loans maxed out. We were having to pay COD or cash on delivery for all of our supplies. And we just large- lost our largest customer. And whenever I say that we owed everybody, on the way in here today, I ran into a guy I used to owe money to. So I owed everybody money. Started asking friends, what should I do? What is my next step? Nobody knew. The best advice, which wasn't good advice, the best advice that people thought that they could give me was that you need another loan. You would need to get into more debt so you can pay off the old debt. You cannot get out of a hole by digging out the bottom. And then I asked our accountant, hey, what do I do? And he told me, I don't know what to tell you. So I got a different accountant. So we have to keep asking. We have to keep digging like a detective following every single lead. Because listen, listen to this. If you haven't listened to anything so far, listen to this. There is always a solution to your situation. No matter how hard it is, no matter how complicated, there is always a solution. So a friend of ours tells us about this little financial class that that a church is doing across town. Well, it was Dave Ramsey's program, Financial Peace University, which basically tells you how to live on a budget, get out of debt. So this was tangible and actionable, His seven baby steps were actionable information. Do this first. Do this second. We went nuts. We went scorched earth, drink the Kool-Aid, shave your head, living on nothing. Look, if I got paid, I got paid $200 a week and I will drop an episode in the show notes. I don't know what it is right now, but I will drop it in the show notes. Whenever you're sacrificing, whenever you are making sacrifices to win, people will not understand your sacrifice. And once that you have succeeded, they will not appreciate your sacrifice. So no matter where you are at, lots of people will not understand why or what you are doing. That is why you need that handful of trusted advisors, which I will drop that in the show notes, Uh, Decision Making Made Easy, where I uh, discussed about having a board of directors. Every dollar from every job went to take care of a vendor bill, a personal loan, taxes. Those are important. Again, getting actionable information isn't always easy because people may not know or they don't care about how to solve your problem. In fact, Lou Holtz, the former head coach of Notre Dame says, don't tell people your problems. 80% don't care, and the other 20% are glad that you have them. But remember, there is always a solution. Keep asking, keep pushing, and keep praying. And I'm going to mention two things here. One, actionable information is not always easy. It's not going to be easy. You may have to Google something more than one time or one way, and Google may not be your answer, but you have to keep digging. You have to keep pushing. And then number two, whenever you find it, it may not be what you want to hear. It may not be what you want to do. And that is why we will go into our next mindset on the next episode. What is that next mindset? Intense acceptance. So I will see you next time on another episode of Pull Up and Thrive and our series, Mindset to Freedom. You've been listening to Pull Up and Thrive with Stephen Capps. Life's tough. Life's unfair. And the sooner that we can all realize that, the better off we will be. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook and on other platforms at Pull Up and Thrive. And be sure to hit the website at StephenCaps.com. Remember, never judge a person for their mistakes. Judge a person on how they fix them. Till next time.